ह्यूमन न्यूरल सिस्टम द ह्यूमन न्यूरल सिस्टम इज डिवाइडेड इंटू टू पार्ट्स द सेंट्रल न्यूरल सिस्टम दैट इज सी एन एस द पेरीफरल नर्वस सिस्टम न्यूरल सिस्टम दैट इज पी एन एस द सी एन एस इंक्लूड्स ब्रेन एंड स्पाइनल कॉर्ड एंड इज दाइट ऑफ इंफॉर्मेशन प्रोसेसिंग एंड कंट्रोल द पी एन एस कंप्राइजेस ऑफ ऑल द नर्वस ऑफ द बॉडी एसोसिएटेड विद सी एन एस ब्रेन एंड स्पाइनल कॉर्ड द नर्व फाइबर ऑफ द पी एन एस आर ऑफ टू टाइप्स एफरेंट फाइबर्स और सेंसरी न्यूरोन एफरेंट फाइबर्स और मॉटर न्यूरोन द एफरेंट नर्व ट्रांसमिट इम्पल्स फ्रॉम टिश्यू और ऑर्गन टू द सी एन एस द एफरेंट फाइबर्स ट्रांसमिट ट्रांसमिट रेगुलेटरी इम्पल्स फ्रॉम सी एन एस टू कंसनट्रेटेड पेरीफरल टिश्यूज और ऑर्गन्स द पी एन एस इज डिवाइडेड इंटू टू डिविजन्स कॉल्ड समैटिक न्यूरल सिस्टम एंड ऑटोनॉमिक न्यूरल सिस्टम द समैटिक न्यूरल सिस्टम रिलीज इम्पल्स फ्रॉम सी एन एस टू स्केलेटल मसल्स एंड द ऑटोनॉमिक न्यूरल सिस्टम ट्रांसमिट इम्पल्स फ्रॉम सी एन एस टू इनवॉलेंट्री ऑर्गन्स एंड स्मूथ मसल्स ऑफ द बॉडी द ऑटोनॉमिक न्यूरल सिस्टम इज फर्दर क्लासीफाइड इंटू सिम्पैथेटिक न्यूरल सिस्टम एंड पैरासिम्पैथेटिक न्यूरल विसरल नर्वस सिस्टम इज द पार्ट ऑफ द पेरीफरल नर्वस सिस्टम दैट कंप्राइजेज द होल कम्प्लेक्स ऑफ नर्वस फाइबर्स कैंगलिया एंड प्लेक्सिस बाय विच इम्पल्स ट्रेवल्स फ्रॉम द सेंट्रल नर्वस सिस्टम टू द विसेरा एंड फ्रॉम विसेरा टू सेंट्रल नर्वस सिस्टम न्यूरोन्स एज स्ट्रक्चरल एंड फंक्शनल यूनिट ऑफ न्यूरल सिस्टम अ न्यूरोन इज अ माइक्रोस्कोपिक स्ट्रक्चर कंपोज ऑफ थ्री मेजर पार्ट्स नेमली सेल बॉडी डेंड्राइट्स एक्जॉन द सेल बॉडी इज कंपोज द सेल बॉडी कंटेन्स साइटोप्लाजम विद टिपिकल सेल ऑर्गेनलीस एंड सर्टन ग्रैन्यूलर बॉडीज कॉल्ड निसल्स ग्रैन्यूल्स शॉर्ट फाइबर्स विच ब्रांच रिपीटेडली प्रोजेक्ट आउट ऑफ द सेल बॉडी ऑल्सो कंटेन निसल ग्रैन्यूल्स एंड अ कॉल्ड एंड्राइट्स दीज फाइबर्स ट्रांसमिट इम्पल्स टूवर्ड्स द सेल बॉडी द एक्जॉन इज अ लॉन्ग फाइबर द डिस्टल एंड ऑफ विच इज ब्रांचड ईच ब्रांच टर्मिनेट्स एज अ बल्ब लाइक स्ट्रक्चर कॉल सिनेप्टिक नॉब विच प्रोजेस synaptic vesicle containing chemicals called neurotransmitters the axons transmit nerve impulse away from the cell body to a synapse or a neurotransmitter junction based on the number of axons and dendrites the neurons are divided into three types multipolar with one axon and two or more dendrites found in cerebral cortex bipolar with one axon and one dendrite found in retina of the eye and unipolar cell body with one axon only found in embryonic stage only found usually in embryonic stage they are of two types there are two types of axons namely myelinated and non myelinated the myelinated nerve fibers are enveloped with squamous cells which form a myelin sheet around the axon the gaps between adjacent two adjacent myelin sheets are called nodes of ranvier myelinated nerve fibers are found in spinal and cranial nerves unmyelinated nerve fiber is enclosed 
by squamous cells that do not form a myelin sheet around the axon and is commonly found in autonomous and somatic neural system that is the peripheral nervous system generation and conduction of nerve impulse neurons are excitable cells because these membranes are in a polarized state did you do you know why the membranes of a neuron is polarized different types of ion channels are present on neural membrane these ion channels are selectively permeable to different ions when a neuron is not conducting any impulse generation and conduction of nerve impulse neurons are excitable cells because their membranes are in a polarized state uh, different types of ion channels are present on the neural membrane these ion channels are selectively permeable to different ion when the neuron is not conducting any impulse that is resting the axonal membrane is comparatively more permeable to potassium ions nearly impermeable to sodium ions similarly the membrane is impermeable to negatively charged proteins present in the axoplasm consequently the axoplasm inside the axon contains higher concentration of potassium and negatively charged proteins and low concentration of sodium in contrast the fluid outside the axon contains a low concentration of potassium a high concentration of sodium and thus form a concentration gradient these ionic gradients across the resting membrane are maintained by active transport of ions by the sodium potassium pump which transports three sodium outwards for two potassium into the cell as a result the outer surface of axonal membrane possesses positive charge while the inner surface becomes negatively charged and therefore is polarized the electrical potential difference across the resting plasma membrane is known as resting potential the sodium potassium pump can be memorized as nokia 32 um nokia sodium outside potassium inside 32 that is 3 sodium pumped outside 2 potassium pumped inside by active transport you might be curious to know about the mechanism of generation of nerve impulse and its conduction along an axon when a stimulus is applied at a site say point a on a polarized membrane the membrane at the site a becomes freely permeable to sodium this leads to rapid influx of sodium followed by reversal of polarity at that site the outer surface of the membrane now becomes negatively charged and the inner side becomes positively charged the polarity of the membrane at site a is thus reversed and hence depolarized the electrical potential difference across the plasma membrane at site a is called action potential which is in fact termed as nerve impulse at sites immediately ahead uh, say a point b on the axon membrane 
has a positive charge on the outer surface and a negative charge on the inner surface as result as a result a current flows on the inner surface from side a to side b and on the outer surface current flows from side b to side a in other words it could be said that on the inner surface the current flows from um, depolarized side to a polarized side and on the outer surface the current flows from a polarized side to the depolarized side to complete a circuit of current flow hence the polarity at side is reversed and the action potential is generated at side b thus the impulse generated at side a arrives at side b the sequence is repeated along the length of the axon and consequently the impulse is conducted the rise of stimulus induced permeability of sodium is extremely short lived it is quickly followed by rise in permeability to potassium ions within a fraction of seconds potassium diffuses outside the membrane restoring the potential of membrane and the site of excitation and the fiber becomes once more responsive to uh, further stimulation transmission of impulse a nerve impulse is transmitted from one neuron to another through a junction called synapse a synapse is formed by membranes of a presynaptic neuron and a postsynaptic neuron which may or may not be separated by a gap called synaptic cleft there are three types of synapses namely electric there are two types of synapses namely electrical synapse and chemical synapse at electrical synapse the membrane of pre and post synaptic neurons are in very close proximity electrical current can flow directly from one neuron into the other across these synapses transmission of an impulse across a electrical synapse is very similar to impulse conduction along a single axon impulse transmission across an electrical synapse is always fast faster than that at a chemical than that across a chemical synapse electrical synapses are rare in our system at chemical synapse the membrane of the pre and post synaptic neuron are separated by a fluid filled synaptic cleft chemicals called neurotransmitters are involved in the transmission of impulse at these synapses the axon terminates the axon terminals contain vesicles filled with these neurotransmitters when the impulse arrives at axon terminal it stimulates the movement of synaptic vesicle towards the membranes where they fuse with the plasma membrane and release their neurotransmitters in synaptic cleft the released neurotransmitters bind to their specific receptors present on the postsynaptic membrane this binding opens ion channels allowing the entry of ions which can generate a new potential in the postsynaptic neuron the new potential developed 
may be either excitatory or inhibitory. The central nervous system. Brain is the central information processing organ of our body and acts as the command and control system. It controls the voluntary movements, balance of the body, functioning of vital involuntary organs such as lungs, heart, kidney, etc., thermoregulation, hunger, and thirst, uh, circadian rhythm of our body, activities of several endocrine glands, and human behavior are also controlled by our brain. It is also the site for process processing of vision, hearing, speech, memory, intelligence, emotion, and thoughts. The human brain is well protected by the skull. Inside the skull, the brain is covered by cranial meninges containing, uh, consisting of an outer layer, dura matter, a very thin middle layer, arachnoid, an inner layer which is in contact with the brain tissue called pia matter. The brain can be divided into three major parts, forebrain, midbrain, hindbrain. The forebrain consists of cerebrum, thalamus, hypothalamus. Cerebrum forms the major part of the human brain. A deep cleft divides the cerebrum longitudinally into two halves which is termed as the right and left cerebral hemisphere. The hemispheres are connected by a tract of nerve fibers called corpus callosum. The layer of cells which covers the cerebral hemisphere is called cerebral cortex and is thrown into prominent folds. The cerebral cortex is referred to as gray matter due to its grayish appearance. The neuron cell bodies are concentrated here giving the color. The cerebral cortex consists of motor areas, sensory areas and large regions that are neither clearly sensory nor motor in function. These regions are called association areas are responsible for complex functions like intersensory association, memory and communication. The fiber of cracks are covered with myelin sheath, which constitute the inner part of cerebral hemisphere. They give an opaque white appearance to the layer and hence is called white matter. The cerebrum wraps around the structure called thalamus, which is a major coordinating center for sensory and motor signaling. Another very important part of the brain is called hypothalamus lies at the base of thalamus. Hypothalamus contains a number of centers which control body temperature, urge for eating and drinking. It, is also, it also contains several groups of neurosecretory cells which secrete hormones called hypothalamic hormone. The inner part of cerebral hemisphere and a group of associated deep structures like amygdala, hippocampus, etc., form a complex structure called the limbic lobe or limbic system. Along with the hypothalamus, it is involved in regulation of sexual behavior, expression of emotional reaction, example excitement, pleasure, rage, and fear, and motivation. Midbrain. 
The midbrain is located between the thalamus or hypothalamus of the forebrain and pons of midbrain. A canal called cerebral aqueduct passes through the midbrain. The dorsal part of the midbrain consists mainly of four round swellings or lobes called corpora quadrigemnia. Midbrain and hindbrain form the brain stem. Hindbrain. The hindbrain comprises cerebellum, pons cerebellum and medulla, also called medulla oblongata. Pons consists of fiber tracts that interconnect different regions of the brain. Cerebellum has very convoluted surface in order to provide additional space for many more neurons. The medulla of the brain is connected to spinal cord. The medulla contains centers which control respiration, cardiovascular reflexes and gastric secretions. Brain stem forms the connection between the brain and spinal cord. Three major regions that make up the brain stem are midbrain, pons and medulla oblongata. Reflex action and reflex arc. You must have experienced a sudden withdrawal of a part of your body which comes in contact with objects that are, that are extremely hot, cold, pointed or animals that are scary or poisonous. The entire process of response to a peripheral nervous stimulation that occurs involuntarily that is without conscious effort or thought and requires the involvement of a part of the central nervous system are called reflex arc. The reflex pathway comprises at least one afferent neuron or receptor and one efferent or effector neuron appropriately arranged in a series. The afferent neuron receives signal from a sensory organ and transmits the impulse via dorsal nerve root into the CNS at the level of spinal cord. The efferent neuron then carries the nerve impulse from carries the signal from CNS to the effector. The stimulus and response thus forms a reflex arc. Sensory reception and processing. The sensory organs detect all types of changes in the environment and send appropriate signals to CNS where all the inputs are processed and analyzed. Signals are then sent to different parts of the centers, parts or the centers of the brain. This is how you sense changes in the environment. Sense organs. We smell things by nose, taste by tongue, hear by ear, and see objects by eyes. The nose contains mucus-coated receptors which are specialized for receiving the sense of smell called olfactory receptors. These are made up of olfactory epithelium that consists of three kinds of cells. The neurons of olfactory epithelium extend from outside environment directly up to a pair of broad bean-sized organ called olfactory bulb which are extensions of the brain's limbic system. Both nose and tongue detect dissolved chemicals. The chemical senses, the chemical senses of gustation, that is taste, 
and olfactory smell are functionally similar and interrelated. The uh, tongue detects taste through taste buds containing gustatory receptors. With each taste of food or sip of drink, the brain integrates the different inputs from the taste buds and a complex flavor is perceived. The eyes are located in the sockets of the skull called orbits. Parts of an eye The adult human eyeball is nearly spherical in structure. The wall of the eyeball is composed of three layers. The external layer is composed of dense connective tissue and is called sclera. The anterior portion of this layer is called cornea. The middle layer is choroid, contains many blood vessels, looks bluish in color. The choroid layer is thin over the posterior two-thirds of the eyeball, but it becomes thick in the anterior part to form ciliary muscles. The ciliary body itself continues forward to form a pigmented and opaque structure called the iris which is the visible colored portion of the eye. The eyeball contains a transparent, uh, cr transparent crystalline lens, which is held in place by ligaments attached to the ciliary body. In front of the lens, the aperture surrounding the iris is called pupil. The diameter of the pupil is regulated by the muscle fiber of iris. The inner layer is called retina, and it contains three layers of neural cells from inside to outside, ganglionic, bipolar, and photoreceptor cells. They are, there are two types of photoreceptor cells, namely rods and cones. These, contain, these cells contain light-sensitive proteins called photopigments. The daylight vision and color vision are the function of cones, and the twilight or scotopic vision is the function of rods. The rods contain a purplish-red protein called the rhodopsin or visual purple, which contains a derivative of vitamin A. In human eye, there are three types of cones which possess their own characteristic photopigment that respond to red, green, and blue lights. The sensation of different colors are produced by various combinations of these cones and their photopigments. When these cones are uh, stimulated equally, a sensation of white light is produced. The optic nerves leave the eye and the retinal, retinal blood vessels enter it at a point medial to and slightly above the posterior pole of the eyeball. Photoreceptor cells are not present in that region and hence it is called the blind spot. At the posterior pole of the eye, lateral to the blind spot, there is a yellowish pigmented spot called macula lutea with a central pit called fovea. <coughs> fovea. The fovea is a thinned out portion of the retina where only the cones are densely packed. It is a point where the visual activity or resolution is greatest. The space between the cornea and the lens is called aqueous chamber and it contains a thin watery liquid fluid 
called aqueous humor. The space between the lens and the retina is called vitreous chamber and it contains a transparent gel called vitreous humor. Mechanism of vision. The light rays in the visible wavelength focused on the retina through the cornea and the lens generate potentials in the rod and cones. As mentioned earlier, the photosensitive compounds that is photopigments in the human eye is composed of opsin, a protein, and retinal, an aldehyde of a vitamin A. Light induces dissociation of the retinal uh, retinal from opsin, resulting in changes in structure of the opsin. This causes membrane permeability changes. As a result, potential difference are generated in photoreceptor cells. This produces a signal that generates action potential in the ganglion cells through the bipolar cells. These action potentials are transmitted by optic nerve to the, to the visual cortex of the brain where the neural impulse are analyzed and image formed on the retina is recognized based on the earlier memory and experience. The ear. the ear performs two sensory functions, hearing and maintenance of body balance. Anatomically, the ear can be divided into three major sections, outer ear, middle ear, inner ear. Outer ear consists of the pinna and external auditory meatus or canal. The pinna collects the vibrations of the air, vibrations in the air which produce sound. The external auditory meatus leads inwards and extends up to the tympanic membrane, the eardrum. There are very thin, there are very fine hairs and wax secreting glands in the skin of the pinna and the meters. The tympanic membrane is composed of connective tissue covered with skin outside and with mucous membrane inside. The middle ear consists of three ossicles, malleus, incus, and stapes which are attached to one another in a chain-like fashion. The malleus is attached to the tympanic membrane and the stapes is attached to the oval window of the cochlea. The ear ossicles increase the efficiency of transmission of sound waves to the inner ear. The eustachian tube connects the middle ear with the pharynx. The eustachian tube equalizes pressure on either side of eardrum. The fluid-filled inner ear is called labyrinth, consists of two parts, the bony and the mem membranous labyrinth. The bony labyrinth is a series of channels. Inside these channels lies the membranous labyrinth, which is surrounded by a fluid called perilymph. The membranous labyrinth is filled with fluid called endolymph. The coiled portion of the labyrinth is called cochlea. The membranes constituting cochlea are the resonors and the bacillar. Divide the surrounding perilymph fluid filled labyrinth into an upper scalar vestibuli and the lower scalar tympani. The space within the cochlea called scala media is filled with endolymph. At the base of cochlea, the scalar vestibuli ends at the oval window 
while the scalar tympani terminates at the round window which opens to the middle ear. The organ of corti is a structure located on the basilar membrane which contains hair cells that act as auditory receptors. The hair cells are present in rows on the internal side of the organ of corti. The basal end of the hair cell is in close contact with afferent nerve fiber. A large number of processes called stereocilia are projected from the apical part of each hair cell. <coughs> Above the rows of these hair cells is a thin elastic membrane called the tectorial membrane. The inner ear also contains a complex system called vestibular apparatus located above the cochlea. The vestibular apparatus is composed of three semicircular canals and the otolith. Macula is a sensory part of saccule and utricle. Each semicircular canal lies in the different plane at right angles to each other. The membranous canals are suspended in perilymph of the bony canals. The bony canal is swollen and is called ampulla. Sorry, the base of canal is swollen and is called ampulla, which contains a projecting ridge called crista ampullaris, which has hair cells. The saccule and utricle maintain, contain a projecting ridge called macula. The crista and macula are the specific receptors of the vestibular apparatus responsible for maintenance of balance of the body and posture. Mechanism of hearing The external ear receives sound waves and directs them to the eardrum. The eardrum vibrates in response to the sound waves and these vibrations are transmitted through the ear ossicles to the oval window. The vibrations are passed through the oval window on to the fluid on to the fluid of the cochlea where they generate waves in the lymph. The waves in the lymph induce a ripple in the basilar membrane. These movements of the basilar membrane bend the hair cells, pressing them against the tectorial membrane. As a result, Nerve impulses are generated in the associated afferent neurons. These impulses are transmitted by the afferent fiber via auditory nerves to the auditory cortex of the brain where the impulses are analyzed and the sound is recognized.